You're listening to BU Debugged, brought to you by the BUCS Ambassadors. Enjoy. Three, two, one. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of BU Debugged, uh, the podcast brought to you by uh, the CS Ambassadors here at Boston University. Um, I'm your host, Eric. I'm joined by Shativa, another CS Ambassador, and our first guest, Smeet Patel, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Smeet, currently a senior at Boston University and a part of Hack for Impact. Great. Um, so yeah, let's get right into that. So kind of for people who don't really know who are listening, um, can you just briefly go over what Hack for Impact is and what the overall sort of mission and goals for the club are? Yeah, absolutely. Hack for Impact is a nonprofit organization with chapters around the nation and soon internationally. The mission is fairly broad in that it's to empower technologists to make a positive social impact on society. Nice. So um, what made you want to get involved with Hack for Impact? It's actually a pretty interesting story. After my freshman year, I went to SF and I did a coding bootcamp where we were just learning a lot about web development. And that was my first introduction into building things instead of just learning and taking you know, academic classes. But when I was there in SF, one of the early founders of Hack for Impact, when it was still a small thing, came and presented to us this opportunity where they were looking for college students to look and start different chapters at other universities. So I thought it'd be a really good opportunity to bring it to BU since I hadn't really seen anything like that. And I felt like we had a lot of talent that could be used for social impact. So when I came back that semester, I talked to the national board then and figured out that there was plenty of interest at BU and decided to go forward with it. Yeah, that's great. So you started it in, I did a little research, you started in 2018, uh, spring semester, right? So you're approaching your third, uh, sort of third birthday for the club. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, congrats on that. And um, sort of what have you noticed about like sort of like the growth of it and how it's been received by the community here at BU? Yeah, so it started fairly small because I noticed that oftentimes when organizations get too big, it's hard to manage them and hard to kind of build that community element. So I think we started small and then we grew really quickly over the next few semesters um, and then kind of did another drop down uh, after we realized we didn't have as much capacity in terms of managing people. So the biggest takeaways is that people are definitely interested in doing things outside of just class, right? And mm -hmm. they love the fact that we give them an opportunity to work on things that actually make an impact in the community. A lot of the projects that we've worked on have been, you know, nonprofits within the greater Boston area, some internationally as well. And we get a lot of different projects so people can kind of work on areas that they're particularly interested in. And I think it's a great opportunity for students to really hone in those skills that they're going to be using in the workforce and really preparing themselves to do things that are at the next level outside of the academic sphere. And I, I think people really resonate with the mission. So I would say that's why people stay for, you know, multiple semesters and they continue to be a part of it even after they graduate sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely, at least for me personally, I know like going into computer science, like especially in my, my freshman year, it was always a matter of like, 
I'm doing like a lot of coding for like academics and stuff, but really felt uncomfortable with like sort of my project skills and actually being able to make something. So I feel like clubs like these are like really useful because I know talking to a lot of my friends, um, it's kind of a kind of common sentiment where they want to get more actual like experience making something rather than just like doing data structures in class or like coding like a binary search algorithm <laughs> or something. And um, on the topic of like the projects you work on, do you have any like personal favorite projects or um, some cool stuff that you worked on or like any favorite nonprofits that you've worked with? Yeah, I don't have a favorite project per se because I think most of the, the nonprofits we worked at have been fairly interesting. But I think the most memorable project for me was probably my first one because I was, you know, starting this organization, doing recruiting, doing marketing, doing everything that's required and starting an organization mm -hmm. uh, and also coding at the same time. And it was really interesting because everyone at that time was fairly new to web development on the team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we were kind of learning on the go. So that semester, I think I learned a lot about myself and how to build full stack projects on the fly. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I felt like after that, I could really build anything I wanted to. Um, and the project was fairly interesting because it had to do with the education space, which mm -hmm. is something that I've long been a fan of. So I would say the first project was probably the most memorable Outside of that, I think we've worked with probably almost a dozen projects at oh, wow, this point, wow. and almost all of them have had a really interesting thing that they're trying to solve. So I can't really pick favorites from those. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm assuming you guys do a lot in Hack for Impact. I wish I joined in sooner um, and learned about it sooner because I definitely would love to take part. Um, but it seems like that's definitely a valuable experience to have since, like you said, you guys didn't have much experience with like web debel development. So this kind of threw you guys into the waters, but that's usually how it goes in the CS world. It's like, we get a job straight out of college. We don't have a lot of experience with project work. And then we get there, it's like, we have to learn everything. So it's great that like we have Hack for Impact to help people prepare for that experience. Yeah, speaking of that, have you found that like your people being a part of your club has really helped like sort of their resume and sort of showing off to employers that, you know, they, they can do projects and they have like real experience working with companies and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to brag about, you know, some of our alumni. I think we've had a few people go to Facebook, um, people go to Microsoft, people one at Google as well. Mm. So. I would say, you know, a lot of that might be selection bias just to people who are joining the club, but right. I want to say, you know, having that project experience is super valuable. Oftentimes in interviews, people have said, you know, they really just kind of focused on asking me about this one or two projects. Obviously your GPA matters and mm -hmm. the other factors, right? Like where you go to university, other internships you might've had. But if you're a younger student, let's say a sophomore, you haven't really had any internships, then your project experience is kind of that first step in getting that interview and then talking mm -hmm. about something during that interview. So I think for younger students without internships, the project experience that we offer is super valuable. And then for upperclassmen, if you've already had a few internships, then it can just kind of be a, a way to learn about different technologies that you might be working with going forwards. Um, or if you want to, you know, get a different job and you 
want to kind of show off that, you know, I worked on this project and your company uses this tech stack that we use for mm -hmm. this. Um, I think it can really offer an opportunity for anyone at any skill level. So I, I definitely say the projects that we worked on have helped people. Again, a, a big part of interviews and job success is the algorithm data structure questions, right. which we haven't really focused too much on at this point, but that's something we're looking to expand into is making sure that, you know, you're not just good at building the projects, but also being able to complete those interviews as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And um, I really like the point you brought up about like freshmen to sophomores, they really like are looking for something to like build up their resume. Because I find it even goes like one step beyond just like the typical like hackathon projects, um, because it's it's kind of like a bigger scope than that, um, where they can say, yeah, I've like dedicated myself to like this project for an extended period of time, not just like a weekend overnight or something. Um, yeah. And then I also noticed something interesting about um, the way that you guys recruit is you don't do like normal interviews, right? Um, you have a sort of like coding challenge that you have people do. And based on that, you select them. Can you talk a little bit about that? So we don't do the algorithm data structure interviews like other organizations <laughs> or, you know, like companies like to do. Um, it's quite unfair, I think, to do that, especially when you're trying to recruit freshmen and sophomores who really haven't taken any of those classes. So sure. we found that the best way to do recruitment is to give everyone a project. And right before we send out the project, we do a boot camp where we cover almost all of the skills that you need and all the technologies that you might need to use to build out this project. And then the rest of the project is usually somewhere on the internet um, or parts right. of it are on the internet. So what it really requires you to do is synthesize the information you learned in that bootcamp, which is pretty intense. It's you know oftentimes over five hours, but this past few semesters we've been able to record it and people have been able to rewatch it. So. I think it's been a little bit easier, but definitely in the past, I would say it was a great test of seeing how capable people were at kind of learning and adapting on the go and figuring things out by themselves. That's a big part of what we do at Hack for Impact is mm -hmm. kind of throw you into the deep. But at the same time, we have another segment of Hack for Impact now, which focuses just on beginner stage and kind of walking you through the boot camp for the whole semester. So if you were able to complete our recruitment project and get onto our impact team, then you're able to go through the semester long bootcamp instead of a five hour long bootcamp and learn everything that you need to, to actually get onto a project team. Oh, that's, that's actually really great. So if someone, you know, they mess up <laughs> during the five week bootcamp, they still, that's, wow. Um, again, I wish I knew about Hack for Impact. <laughs> Um, I'm a sophomore and I've spoken with many freshmen and sophomores who are looking for experience in computer science and they're looking for project experience outside of our problem sets, but it's hard to get that experience through internships. Um, but I know that this process may make some people a little nervous and a little, you know, apprehensive to following through. Um, what are some ways that you guys, you know, try to alleviate that and try to, you know, make people feel more comfortable about going through this process? Yeah, that's a great question. I'd say that's something that we've been iterating on for a few semesters now. Um, definitely people in the community have come to me over time and said, you know, a lot of people are interested in Hack for Impact, but your recruitment process 
is pretty scary, especially for newcomers. <laughs> and I failed to recognize that in the beginning and then decided to, you know, add that new process where we put people through a semester long boot camp. Mm-hmm. And that seems to have worked out fairly well. And I don't think we will refine too much in terms of adding different elements, but maybe we'll refine our semester long boot camp a little bit more um, and just try to be as open to all skill levels as we can, as we always have been. But I think that initial barrier is really off-putting, especially if you don't have much building experience and you've just done academic projects. So going forwards, I think we're going to really focus in on our junior development team, which is our semester long bootcamp, and make sure that anybody who wants to join Hack for Impact at some point can go through that process, that they have all the resources, that they have the syllabus, they have all the lectures, they have any checkpoints that we've set up, um, and kind of are able to complete that along with the help of our TAs and our team that manages that division. Um, we'll make sure that you know within one semester, they should be ready to do full stack development. Now, the issue that comes about when trying to do this is, you know, people get caught up in different timelines. So it's very difficult to keep everyone on the same pace. And then once you kind of get left behind and you aren't following Mm -hmm. that syllabus, right? Just like with normal classes, it's very difficult to get back on track and get through the checkpoints that you want to. So I think we'll always have a little bit of a problem getting 100% success rate. But our goal is really just to make sure that whoever wants to get onto an impact team can within one semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that, yeah, I really like what you guys are doing with that semester boot camp, And I kind of think it, it also kind of in a way with that, like sort of challenge of commitment, it shows like who really like wants to do it too. And it kind of filters out from there naturally. Um, yeah, it, it's a really good thing you guys are doing. Um, and in terms of like the future with the club, like, is this, um, I know you guys are doing this. Is there anything else in particular you guys are looking forward to do like expanding wise, um, with the club? Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned it is a national nonprofit and Mm -hmm. I work on the national board as well. And the national board, we've seen quite a bit of interest from many different universities, different high schools, even, and some international high schools and universities about starting different Hack for Impact chapters. So we're definitely at the cusp of massive growth, but we're just trying to figure out how exactly we're gonna be able to manage all those people and how exactly to get, you know, the resources that we need to be able to scale efficiently. So that's at the national level. And then at the BU level in particular, I've been a fan of taking things step by step. So. I feel very comfortable that we're able to get our projects done and have them look great and be successful by the end of a semester or a year, depending on what the project scope is. So now I'm planning to hopefully by the end of this semester, try to spin off a solutions team where we work together with some other clubs on campus or any students who are interested and instead of just taking submissions from nonprofits, Mm -hmm. we do sort of like a social impact venture lab where we do the research into different problems and then build them out ourselves. 
and then do the maintenance on those projects. I feel like after a few years in Hacker Impact, I'm very confident that there's a lot of room to solve problems across the board mm -hmm. with fairly basic tools. I think we just need to have a group of people who are able to put in the work, put it and do the research and then build out a sustainable process so that the projects that we build can be distributed to communities, not just in Boston, but across the nation and across the globe, depending on the scope of the problem that we're looking to solve. Wait, speak. So you kind of humbly dropped that you're on the national board. Um, <laughs> so you're working with BU's chapter. You're on the national board. Could you talk a little bit more about like, what's your role in like these responsibilities and like what's called like what do you have to do because it seems like you're doing a lot <laughs> yeah absolutely so at the bu level i was a co-founder and the current co-director so my primary responsibilities come with recruitment project sourcing making sure that the projects get done on time and thinking about how to make a better community all the time mm -hmm. At the national level, I joined as a co-director of operations and my role was, you know, really kind of doing everything at that point. Um, it was working on finances, working on marketing, working on growth strategy. And we're looking to add a, a few more people onto the team so that those responsibilities can be delegated a bit more efficiently going forwards. But my current role is going to be focused on making sure that we have the right fundraising and finance strategy going forwards. So I'll be reaching out to individual contributors, foundations, and other sources of funds so that Hack for Impact can scale more efficiently and hopefully hire some people full-time going forwards. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, wow. You guys are doing doing a lot of good things. <laughs> you're really, really expanding. It seems like it's a really like sustainable kind of model that you're following. Um, and really just like I feel like you guys are using the sort of like the potential of like computer science and technology really well, where it's like you don't have to be confined to your own sort of general area, like you're saying, like you're trying to get beyond just the Boston community. And that's sort of just like the beauty of being able to to do it with computer science is that you don't need to be locked down to a specific location and like one solution can work very portably in a lot of in a lot of ways um yeah and like kind of going off of that is there any like sort of innovative technological developments recently that you guys are kind of looking at or do you think could be useful in the future for kind of building the projects that you want to do you know i could say the common buzzwords of the AI, ML, but yeah. to be honest, I think in terms of the projects that we build uh, at our chapters, a lot of it's focused just on web development and full mm -hmm. stack along with mobile development. Yeah. And there's been some great tools out there that help you build full stack projects very quickly. I think the no code space is something really interesting to look into, especially for more basic projects. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that these tools will be able to build our whole projects, but a lot of time is spent on front-end development. If mm -hmm. any of you have experience with web development, yeah. you know that front-end can be quite a bit of a pain, especially if you're not super experienced. It's so, so tedious. Definitely. Yeah, it's super <laughs> tedious, exactly. So I think these no-code tools for front-end development are amazing. 
Um, the design tools are amazing. All of this makes the life of a developer a lot easier. And we're definitely looking to integrate those into our processes to make our development processes a little bit more efficient going forward. Yeah. No, that's definitely something I've been um, kind of kind of getting on the train of. It's just like you don't really need to build everything from scratch. Like you can, it's not shameful to use like a website builder or something or like some sort of like design system to do things for you. Um, if it works, it works. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. Out there. <laughs> like I know people who spend hours trying to build the prettiest navigation bar when you can honestly just find some source code online and make some tweaks and changes within <laughs> under an hour. Um, so yeah, that's great that you guys are going to implement that into your program. It's, I can already see that how useful that's going to be. Um, but okay, let's say, so I'm a sophomore, right? Um, I'm interested in Hack for Impact. I would like to get involved. How can I do that? Yeah, so we'll kick off our recruitment process just as every other club after Splash and then CS Splash. We'll have about a, a week or so um, of time to kind of go through the project and we'll send out the bootcamp materials. And this semester, we really want to kind of reach out to freshmen and sophomores in particular, because we understand that, you know, the underclassmen have not been able to really be on campus and see what's going on in the community. So our focus is definitely on underclassmen and making sure that we get the word out to them. Um, after we send out those materials, you know, people will either decide that they're able to complete the project that we push out or that they're interested in the semester long bootcamp and they can choose either of those tracks, um, whatever they're more comfortable with and their skill set is kind of fitting. So the process is fairly straightforward. We have a mailing list where as soon as we have everybody from Splash and from previous semesters who are interested, we'll usually shoot out a few emails throughout that recruitment week. And oftentimes I would say, you know, uh, maybe up to 30 people will show up to the bootcamp. Um, out of those people, whoever is interested, if they're go through the whole bootcamp and then submit the project, we just do one more interview. And if they can complete that interview and show us that, you know, they're willing to commit the time and effort to get onto an impact team, then they'll be delegated to that. If they feel like they still want to learn, then, like I said, they're always free to join the junior development team, um, which will be a semester-long thing. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. You guys have a nice, very like streamlined process for applying and getting into the program. And even if even if you don't get in, there's always that um, semester-long boot camp that you guys are doing. Um, I think that is all that we have to ask you. Um, Shativ, I don't know if there's anything more that you want. Um, honestly, yeah, that's all for me. My last question would just be, are there any final words or any last words that you'd like to leave um, off with um, in terms of like any tips for applying for Hack for Impact or, you know, any any words that you'd like to share? Yeah, I would say don't get scared of the project because the project is a full stack project, we understand that people oftentimes don't have the required skill set to build everything perfectly. What we're looking for is people who are able to commit the time and show us that they've put in the effort to try to learn some of the concepts. So as long as you can show that, as long as you're, you know, commenting your code and can explain, you know, why you wrote the code the way you did, then 
I think you're a great fit as long as, you know, you want to be there and you really care about the mission. And we'd love to have anybody who's, you know, kind of follows those characteristics. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, and in terms of just like in general, um, just as advice, I'd say, don't don't be afraid to to get involved with anything. Most most clubs in general take that time. They don't really care about your experience or skills per se, but just that you're willing to make the commitment and the time and to invest into learning. Right. It's not Google. This is not a Google <laughs> yeah. interview. It's not an Oracle interview. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you know, the people who succeed in anything are the ones who are fearless and go out there and try to get it. So. I think the same applies to you know organizations no matter if it's a college club or a full-time job you're sure. definitely right <laughs> <laughs> well i think our this is our closing so thank you thank you for taking the time to you know talk with us and share a little bit more information about hack for impact i'm sure that you're going to see an influx of applications um i'm going to be telling everyone that i know to apply because this is perfect Something that we lack in our CS curriculum is experience like this. So this is great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For sure. Thanks for having me. And you guys are going to be at CS Flash 2.0 on the 30th, correct? Yep, we'll be there. All right. So, yep, you can sign up there. We'll that, That'll be hosted by us, CS Ambassadors, too. Um, I don't know if you guys have any socials that you want to plug or anything. <laughs> uh, not at the moment, but we'll make sure to get those out to people. All right, cool. But um, yeah, so find them at CSplash 2.0. Find us um, hosting it there and also at BUCS Ambassadors on Instagram and Facebook. And um, yeah, thank you again, Smeet, once, uh, and we'll see you on next Sunday or Saturday, whichever the 30th is. <laughs> <laughs> see you at Splash. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of BU Debugged. Again, find us on social media at BUCS Ambassadors on Instagram and Facebook. And come see us at CS Splash 2.0 on Saturday, January 30th from 1030 to 1230.